Are you ready for woo-woo, Avital? I hope you are. Have you heard of the law of attraction? You probably have, unless you're living under a rock, in which case that's cool. Um, but the law of attraction is something that I read about and hear about all of the time. And in fact, something that I intuitively really connect to and practice in my life. Now, I don't see this so much as this uh, be-all and end-all spiritual philosophy, I see it as very much aligned with just basic psychology, things like mirror neurons, things like self-fulfilling prophecies, things like the power of expectations. And so I think we could talk about it in very spiritual language or in pretty psychological language as well. Either way, it doesn't matter that much. Today, I'm gonna tell you how I use the law of attraction to create a life that I love and that I want, and hopefully that will be helpful for you too. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. I'm a mindful parenting coach. I'm the mother of four. I'm about to have my fifth, so by the time this is released, I will probably have had my fifth as I'm due in a week. But today, I actually just wanna talk about the law of attraction. And I've made another video about the law of attraction and using it in parenting, so make sure to go ahead and watch that one. It's from a few years ago after you see this one today. But I thought I'd give you a little bit of an update because I'm still a big fan of this concept. And I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> it doesn't hold any religious sway over me, but I just love to live with this awareness. It makes me happier. It makes me reach my goals easier and faster and so I think it works for me and maybe it will work for you too. My whole goal in all of the work that we do here at The Parenting Junkie and in my membership Present Play is to help you to create family bliss, to create a family life that you love, that you actually enjoy despite all the inherent challenges of raising children. I want to help you to love parenting and parent from love and I think that the law of attraction and thinking about things in this way could be a useful tool. So that is why I'm sharing this with you here today. So the first thing that you need to understand about the law of attraction, the way I understand it at least, there are lots of different teachers out there who teach this. You might call it manifesting or all sorts of spiritual laws. Maybe you've read the book, The Secret, or you've read books by Abraham Hicks, or you've listened to all sorts of podcasts that reference this. Um, but I'll just explain how I mean that term when I use it. Um, what I mean is basically the idea that we create our realities with our thoughts, what we think about and focus on and linger on and turn our attention to and orient towards is what we attract more of. So if we are thinking about positive things that we want in our life and bringing positive energy and focusing on those things and taking action towards them, expecting them, uh, fantasizing about them, meditating about them and doing things to bring them about, then that's what we'll bring about. And if we are thinking and focusing on the negativity, on things that aren't working, on things that we don't like, we'll bring about more of that. It basically means that like attracts like. So the more grateful and happy we are, the more grateful and happy we are. The better it gets, the better it gets. 
And the flip side of that is the worse it gets, the worse it gets. And that's true for everything in our lives, in my opinion. If we focus on our kids' great behavior, great qualities, great skills, great atmosphere at home, things that we love about our life, things that we're grateful for in our finances, in our health, in our wellness, all of that stuff, we focus there, we will get more of it, we will see more of it, we will find more evidence for it. And if we focus on the lack and on the scarcity, then we'll see more evidence for that. And that's the law of attraction in a nutshell. But the idea, the more woo-woo idea of the law of attraction, or you could just call this the self-fulfilling prophecy, is that when you expect things to come to you in a really practical way, like you say, I'm gonna have the house of my dreams, it's on my way to me, or I'm going to have an amazing family experience, or I'm gonna get into the best health of my life, then that is kind of a signal to the universe that is already setting that emotion and bringing it about to you. And the more clearly and passionately and, you know, viscerally you feel that and you feel grateful for it and you feel belief in it, kind of like the more faith you have in it, uh, the quicker and more powerfully it's coming to you. Now, that might be too woo for you, or you might be totally on board with this idea, but I love it. I feel very empowered by it. It helps me to offset any anxiety or frustrations that I might have. I reorient myself, and whether or not it works, and in my opinion it does, whether or not it works, at the very least it gets me feeling better, which is already better, right? So it's a win-win. So how do you create the family life that you want with the law of attraction? A lot of people use the law of attraction to create financial abundance, to create health, to attract the relationships that they want, the opportunities they want, the lifestyle that they want. And all of that is also bundled into the family life that you want. So let's talk about how to use it. All right, step number one for the law of attraction, and this is actually a really hard step, is you have to actually get incredibly clear about what it is that you want. In my membership, Present Play, we have an entire month dedicated to creating culture, to creating vision, right? To creating wisdom. And these are all things that we create every single year again and again and again, because if you want to have a deliberate, intentional family life that you craft, that you design, that you choose, you need to know what to choose. You need to be clear. And for that, you need to have a vision. You need to know what kind of home you want to live in, what kind of food you want to eat, what kind of experiences you want to have, how big you want your family to be, what kind of relationships you want to foster, what kind of work you want to do. All of that stuff has to be clear to you, or you will just simply attract whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're seeing, whatever is default, whatever is autopilot. Often that's basically a reenactment of whatever we experienced at home or what we see people experiencing around us in our culture, right? Those are the two major default influences in our lives is our original family and the culture at large. If we don't want those things or if we want something slightly different, then we have to be very deliberately focused on what we do want, right? Say someone decides that actually I want to homeschool or home birth or I want to do uh, some kind of entrepreneurship you know track or I want to live somewhere else or some other style or have a different kind of dynamic of relationship in my family if you want to break away from the default you need to be really crystal clear on where you're going and what you want to do so 
You can use Pinterest to create boards that inspire you. You can write it out in your journal. You can create a vision board. You can just fantasize. But what you want to be doing is constantly kind of data mining in your life. So everywhere you go thinking, I want some of that. I want some of that. Yes, this please. Yes, this please. And being specific. So you see a family that are giggling together. You're like, oh, I want more laughter in my family, right? You see a father who's super playful and funny. You're like, oh, I want more of that. You see a mother who's super nurturing and patient. You're like, oh, I would like more patience. Physical stuff too, right? I want my home to look like that. I want my schedule to run like that. Really consider for yourself, what are the things you're seeing around you that you are attracted to and that you want to attract more of in your life? Often we walk around saying, I don't want that. I don't want that. And the way the law of attraction works is that you're attracting that to you because you're focusing on it, right? Like attracts like. So you're saying, I don't want that. You're attracting more of the energy of, I don't want that. It will show you more things that you don't want, more things that you don't enjoy, more things that you're not happy with. And so if you believe in the law of attraction and you want to try it on for size, you really need to constantly reorient your thoughts and your focus onto the things that you do want more of. I do like that. I do like that. And when you see something that you don't want, you see someone who's sick or you see something, someone who's bankrupt or whatever, and you're thinking, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. The law of attraction, if you're very energetically invested in that and taking action around that, that's going to bring that to you faster according to this spiritual law. And so the idea is not to focus on that, but to focus on the flip side of that. I want health. I want abundance. I want close family relationships, that type of thing. Okay. So get clear on what you want. The next thing is to begin to really focus on that, right? To really focus on that, to imagine what it would be like to be that type of parent or to have that type of relationship, to have that type of home or to parent in that type of way or to have those family vacations or experiences, right? Really fantasize about it, focus on it, imagine it, try it on for size, feel as though it's already part of you, already coming to you, right? It's this alter ego that you're stepping into. It's a, it's a mask that you wear until it becomes your real face, right? If I want to be a more patient mom and I see this incredible patient mom, I say, yes, I want that. And I focus on that. And I think, oh, I'm, I'm a patient mom. This is what it feels like when you're super calm in your body. This is what it feels like when you're really loving and nurturing. This is what it feels like when you don't get anxious and triggered. Hmm. And I focus, focus, focus there. And it becomes something that is being attracted to me, being pulled to me magnetically because I'm so focused on that and I'm so aware of what it would feel like, right? Really make it sensual for yourself. What would it feel like in your body to have that thing that you want or to be that way that you want to be? Number three is to turn away from all the things that you don't want. So remember, you're attracting things to you, whether you want them or not, merely by focusing your energy and attention on them. So if you're constantly focusing on the tantrums or on the sleepless nights or on uh, frictions in your marriage or on ways that you're feeling disappointed in your home or on uh, financial stress, if you're constantly focusing on that, you're attracting more of it. So when you see behaviors that you don't like in your kids, uh, when your husband is behaving in a way that annoys you or you feel like you don't have a good enough sex life or uh, you feel like your home is super cluttered or that kind of thing, you really want to reorient your focus and attention to the things that you do enjoy, right? What do you love about your husband right now? What do you appreciate about your kids? What are you happy for in your finances right now, right? Rather than focusing on what I can't afford, I focus on what I can afford and what I do. Oh my gosh, I have a roof over my head. Like how amazing is that, right? Focusing on that attitude of gratitude 
focusing on what we do have. Like, I, I, you know, my husband's driving me crazy, but he's so loyal, right? Really focusing on the fact that he's so loyal. Or my child is having these crazy tantrums, but they're so creative and isn't that beautiful? Reorienting ourselves away from focus on what we don't want. Now, we all have negativity bias. We all are uh, naturally inclined to focus on the negative. And so this takes tremendous effort, but it is so rewarding and it really does work to give you and bring you and attract you more and more evidence of great things that are in your life. So every time you're looking at something and thinking, oh, this is so annoying, I hate this, this is difficult, that's a signal to you to snap out of it and focus on something you're grateful for, something that you like more of. And if you wanna try out the law of attraction, that is what is going to attract more positive things to you. Now, it doesn't mean that we ignore problems. When there are problems, we certainly work to solve them. It means that we reorient ourselves away from focus on the problem towards focus on the solution, right? Focus on where the good, abundance, happy vibes do come from so that you can increase that and decrease the bummy, sucky, you know, focus, right? The negative focus. And that's so powerful in relationships, right? Especially in marriages and in parenting, when we can get into these loops where we're constantly criticizing, constantly noticing the lack, constantly noticing the scarcity, the disappointments, you're never there for me, you're late, you're not attractive, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too uh, whatever, you, you have tantrums, you don't sleep at night, you don't listen to me, you're so negative. All of that stuff attracts more and more and more and more reasons to complain about that person, more things not to like about them. Uh, We want to like our family, right? We want to like ourselves. We want to enjoy our family. We want to feel great about them. We we want them to feel that we feel great about them. And that is an uplifting energy, right? That increases the positive vibes. So even though the negative is still there and we're not denying it, we are amplifying the positive and moving away from the negative by focusing on the positive stuff. In many you know, teachings of law of attraction, they basically say there are two basic feelings in the world, right? There are like hundreds of feeling words, but it's just two basic feelings ultimately. It feels good or it doesn't feel good, right? It's kind of like, I like it or I don't like it. And things that don't feel good, anything that is not feeling good in your body, anytime you're feeling like, oh, this sucks, I don't like this feeling, or I'm stressed or I'm anxious or I'm fearful, that is a sign to you that you are thinking thoughts that are negative and anything that feels good, right? Feels pleasurable, joy, enjoyable, uh, you know, uplifting, uh, energizing. That means you're thinking thoughts that feel good to you. So if you think about, let's say, think about your partner or about your child or about yourself. If you linger on the things that you don't like, you're going to feel you know, disappointed and sad. If you linger on the things that you do like, you're going to feel connected and bonded and happy. And that's just the choice that we're making here. Do we want to linger on the feeling bad or linger on the feeling good? And what is going to leave us to feel even more good and even better in the future and attract more of that into our lives? Again, all of this just works with basic psychology. When you see the best in people, when you focus on the praise and on the love and on the connection and on the attention, on what works, on reinforcing the good behaviors, on reinforcing the pleasant things about us, when people feel like we see them in a positive light and hold their goodness to light, they bring out more of that. They're more likely to emphasize those aspects of their character. They're more likely to repeat those behaviors rather than the ones that are destructive and annoying. It's really kind of basic psychology and it works like a charm.
So leading on from that is just to give a lot of gratitude and thanks for the things that you are already loving in your life and in your family life, right? Show your children, show your partner, show yourself how grateful you are for the things that are working. I'm so grateful that we eat healthy or I'm so grateful that we sit down to meals together. I'm so grateful that we spend time in nature. Or I think it's so wonderful that we manage to do our laundry every week, right? Or that we have running water or plumbing systems, etc. What are you grateful for? What are you loving already? continuously reinforce that and focus on that and attract more of it to you. And finally, I want to talk about expecting a lot, high expectations. There is something about our culture and about our cognitive uh, mindsets for a lot of people that catastrophize, that expect the worst, that focus on the negative, that focus on what we're not getting. And they, there is a sense in the world often that with people that I speak to that things are getting worse or things aren't the way they should be. Things aren't okay. People are suffering. There's still poverty. There's still war. There's still all sorts of painful dynamics in the world. Um, and when we focus on those things, as true as they might be, it's easy to think that everything is terrible, that everything is going down the drain, that everything, that everyone is suffering, uh, that there aren't blessings in the world. It's easy to also feel like if I'm not focused on the negative, I'm somehow uh, contributing uh, to the negative, right? If I enjoy my blessings or if I enjoy my life or if I focus positively or if I notice the good, uh, then I'm somehow ignoring the pain or the bad that's happening. And I don't personally see it that way. And I, I think I learned this from my grandma, who was a Holocaust survivor. Her, her, you know, huge proportion of her family, including her parents, were murdered. And she was a penniless refugee who had absolutely nothing, didn't speak the language, uh, severely traumatized. And she's the most positively focused person I know. She's always in a mindset of gratitude. She's always looking for the good. She's always noticing uh, what she's grateful for. She doesn't take anything for granted. If you go to a restaurant and it's a really crappy experience in every kind of way, she'll notice the one thing that was great. Like, oh, but the water was so nice and cool. Like she will find something positive to focus on every single time. And so even though she's suffered tremendously in her life and she's had severe loss and been been uh, the victim of terrible, uh, mind-blowing injustices, uh, she's still incredibly positively focused. So I don't see this at odds at all with being compassionate, empathic, working towards solving problems, um, making changes in the world. In fact, I think it's the opposite. I think the more gratitude and high energies and positive energies we bring, the more we uplift. It's like a rising tide elevates all ships. And when you are focused positively, when you are not a burden in that you're suffering, right? When you don't add to the suffering of the world, but rather you become someone who enjoys your life, who seeks pleasure, who follows your desires, who creates a healthy family, a family where people are uh, really feeling good and connected and not feeling dysfunctional or damaged in their family experience, then you are actually elevating the overall happiness uh, quota of the world, as it were, and able, more able to spread that love, to spread that joy, to uplift others, to inspire others, to help others, etc. So to me, it's kind of like you've got to elevate yourself to that place. You've got to be very, very positive so that you can affect helpful change and be 
a light in the world, right? Just light a light in the world and not add to the addition of the suffering. So you want to focus on gratitude, focus on the positive, focus on what is working, and you want to expect good things. A lot of people have this cognitive fallacy, it's kind of called magical thinking sometimes, that if I expect things to go wrong, if I prepare for the worst, if I always obsess over bad things that might happen, then I somehow am guarding myself against them or or, or somehow I'm more worthy because I'm suffering, you know, I'm a victim. And I had this way of thinking. I used to have recurring nightmares where family members of mine would die in the nightmares, were killed in the nightmares. That was as residue of trauma that I experienced from living through terror for many years. And when I had these nightmares, it was kind of my brain's way of protecting me against that, that reality, right? I saw so many people be killed and and so many people lose loved ones that then I wanted to protect myself against that. So I lived through it by myself in my nightmares. And somehow that was going to safeguard me from it happening in real life. Don't ask me how that mechanism works, but through CBT therapy, I have overcome those nightmares. But I think a lot of people live like that the whole time. Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Constantly lingering on the what if, constantly lingering on the negative thing that might happen. But the problem is that the more you linger on those things, according to the law of attraction, the more you attract reasons to be scared, reasons to be worried, the more you'll attract bad stories, bad bad energies, uh, bad fears that come to you. And if instead you constantly reorient yourself to expect the best, to expect health, to expect prosperity, to expect respect and wellness and kindness and compassion, you will find that that is what you attract in into your experience, that that is what you attract into your circles, that that is what you um, see around you in the world, right? Two people can live in the exact same life, but because of their focus, because what they're thinking about the whole time, they see it as completely different from each other. And so if you have the choice, why not make the choice to make the supreme focus of your life and of your awareness and of your mindset, one of gratitude, one of joy, one of pleasure, one of uh, trust and compassion and empathy and belief in uh, yourself and in the world and in the universe as an overall good place. I'll leave you with this beautiful quote from Rumi uh, that says, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. And that quote basically sums up the energy of the law of attraction, seeing everything as happening for you, seeing everything as blessings, noticing the blessings, noticing how everything is organizing and bringing about energies and experiences and circumstances and people uh, that are here to serve you, here to bring you greater joy, greater pleasure, greater fulfillment, greater satisfaction. And when you consistently look at life and the universe through that lens, then things that you might have deemed as negative before suddenly just become learning opportunities or really interesting journeys that you go on. And things that you might have taken for granted, you suddenly notice how incredibly miraculous it is that it's been organized for you. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste. Namaste.